Hare Krishna, Panchakalpa, Trubhyascha, Kripa Sindhu, Bhyebacha, Patitanam, Pavane, Bhyo, Vaishnavi, Bhyo, Namo, Namaha. So we are here to continue in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 29, and we are up to text number 39. Uh, here is Uddhava. Um, taking leave of Krishna uh, with instructions to go to uh, Badarik Ashram and uh, excuse me and associate with Narayan there and convey to them what he has learned from Krishna before he goes back to Godhead. We'll have some explanations of this that uh, at least Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur gives that you won't find in the very interesting one in in the in the BBT edition. So, uh, so we're up to text number. Uh, what did I say? Thirty-nine. Thank you. Thirty-nine. Okay. 39. So 39, um, uh, so Uddhava is again speaking to Lord Krishna. <clears throat> and so we, I'll read that, uh, that chapter, that verse, just a second. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So text 39 goes Vriknascha me suddhidda sneha pasho dasharavrishnyandaka satvateshu prasarita srishti Vividaye Tvaya Samaya Hyatma Subuddhahitina. Translation The firmly binding rope of my affection for the families of the Dasaras, Rishnis, Andakas, and Sattvatas. A rope you originally cast over me by your illusory energy for the purpose of developing your creation is now cut off by the weapon of transcendental knowledge of the self. Uh, yeah, so he says, uh, begins with the word vikna, uh, cut off. This uh, sudridha, very firm, dridha is firm, so sudridha, very firm, sneha pasha, the ropes of affection. Uh, sneha is an interesting word. Uh, I once had a Sanskrit course in which uh, happened to give a little discourse about it, and that the <coughs> It's the same root, the you know, comes from the same Indo-European root as snow, <laughs> or schnee in German. Schneeha, schnee means something that's sticky or binding. <laughs> Just 
Like every time I see a Schneha, I think of the. <laughs> oh yeah, that's snow. <laughs> uh, and so the binding of ropes of affection, and then he says, Dasara Vishni Andaka Sattvata. These are the various families or extended families that make up the 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 Yadu dynasty. Uh, a lot of times Prabhupada translated it w- with the word clan, which of course comes from the families in the Scottish Highlands where there are clans and they have their tartans and everything, but that's what it is. And somehow I tried to figure out what what the relationships are, but it's very complicated <laughs> and, and so like that. But this Dashara I think he may be the eldest of the Dasara, with a short A. Maybe the the one of the really really one of the ancestors, because both Krishna and Balaram are dressed as Dashara with that first long A, meaning, meaning coming from or related to Dasharas. And in fact, at one point in the Bhagavatam, I found with Dasharal, the two Dasharas were describing Krishna and Balaram like uh, like that. So here's this list, this rope of affection, Dashara, Vishni, Andaka, these, all these people of this big, huge uh, uh, dynasty, Different different family groups in there. Everybody's intermarrying with everybody else. Everybody's related to everybody else somehow or other. You know. Uh, so this uh, so this rope that you 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 cast over me, shristi vividha to strengthen or increase your shristi. Shristi shiti pilaya creation maintenance your 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 creation. And uh, 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 by your illusion energy, your Maya, your through your illusory energy, uh, uh, and you've cut it off by the uh, sword uh, of Subodha, proper knowledge of the self, the transcendental knowledge of the self. They say here. And the purport in the BBT, although the members of the families mentioned in this verse are eternal associates of Lord Krishna and thus proper objects of affection, Sri Uddhava has regarded them as his personal relatives rather than simply as pure devotees of the Lord. Influenced by the Lord's illusory potency, Uddhava has desired the prosperity and victory of these dynasties, where he's always been a counselor and, you know, a political guide. Uh, But now, by hearing Lord Krishna's instructions, he has again fixed his mind exclusively upon Lord Krishna, and thus he regards his so-called family members without any mundane conception as eternal servitors of the Lord. Now, I'm going to read you the translation of uh, Banu Swami following Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur because it's a different way of reading the same verse. 
He says, the firm rope of affection for the families of the Dasharas, Vrishnis, Andakas, and Sattvatas, a rope you originally cast over me by your illusory energy for the purpose of developing your family rather than your creation. Because it just says, uh, Swamayaya, and for the increase, you know, Shristi. Uh, Shristi means that which comes forth, you know. Could be his family, is now cut off by the weapon of knowledge of the self. That's Banu Swami's translation. Uh, and here's what Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says in his purport How can you leave giving up affection for the Yadavas? This this is him talking to Krishna. How can you leave? You're giving up your affection for the Yadavas. Um, The affection has been cut. The meaning is this. I have two types of ropes of affection for the Yadavas. You have spread out of... So this is... uh, Uddhava's meaning, I have two types of rope of affection for the Yadavas. You have spread out a rope of affection for increasing your creation by your maya. So here's the increase, Hristi. Let the dasharas and others increase constantly with sons and grandsons. Our prosperity is without control. May it spread to all places victoriously. That's what everybody wants, right? especially in those days where families were big and extended and were political units as well as <laughs> as uh, familial units. Uh, those ropes, and by the way, they already know they're gone. They've all been removed from the scene. Those ropes I cut by the weapon of knowledge of Atma. Then he goes on, the ropes of affection for tasting the sweetness of your form, quality, speeches, and service remains as my ornaments. Wherever I go, I will directly see Dwarka with you and the Vrishnis because you have given me the lamp of knowledge. That was already said, the Ganadipa. You have shown me already. Having attained my object, I will go wherever you lead me. Uh, so, so that was an, uh, an earlier verse here um, uh, that he had uh, used this term. Oh, put the wrong place here. This, anyway, uh, that he had. Uh, I think it was. Uh, A little earlier, he has talked about this uh, Ganadweep. Anyway, that I can't remember the exact place now. So th- that was reflecting back on that, that previous verse of this. Uh. So then he goes on with a shorter prayer. Text 40. 
Namostute Mahayogin Prapanam Anushadhimam Yata Tocharanam Boje Ratishat Anapayani uh, Obeisances unto you, O greatest of yogis. Please instruct me, who am surrendered unto you, how I may have undeviating attachment to your lotus feet. There's no BBT purport here. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti says, uh, O great yogi, the Mahayogi, by the power of your great yoga, um, make me blissful by having realization of you everywhere. That's uh, Vishnu Chakravarti's Thakur's purport. Uh, undeviating, anapayani. Banu Swami translates that word uh, constant. Uh, it functions as a name for devotees, female devotees, anapayani. Uh, uh, so now he says this. Uh, you may have seen Shadimam. Uh, instruct me, Prapanam, who I'm surrendering to you, please instruct me. He says, now, in the BBT text, 40 through 41 are done en bloc, as a unit. Huh? What? 41 to 44. 41 to 44 is done en bloc, uh, one big thing. But I'm going to break them up. Uh, uh, and, and because Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur breaks them up too, and sometimes there's something to be said about each one of these. Uh, he does the last two together. Uh, so it may be a little hard for you to follow along here. There it is. Um, Uh, but uh, yeah uh, do the best you can with that uh, so the, the, the 41 is uh, you know the, at least they've separated the verses with spaces in the book uh, it says Sri Bhagavan Vacha and then 41 goes like this Kachchodava Maya Dishto Badarakyam, Badariyakyam, Mamashramam, Tatramat Padatirto De, Snanopashparshanai Suchihi. So this is his reply, right? Uh, it begins, so the translation is for this part The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Uddhava, Take my order and go to my ashram called Badarika. Uh, purify yourself by both touching and also bathing in the holy waters there, which have emanated from my lotus feet. That's what he says. Sri Bhagavan Vacha, he says, Gacha, please go. <laughs> Uh, Uddhava, uh, 
uh, and where is he to go? Baya uh, Adishta, uh, my by my order. Uh, the 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 ashram ashramam the hermitage they say here the word for word uh, badari akyam that akyam means that place named badari notice it's badari we have a devotee in our movement called badri narayana badri narayana it's badari narayana badari it's not badri it's badari narayan badari Akya, buttery is the name of the place, is buttery or butterika here. Uh, um, that place, this ashram, uh, you go there, uh, this tirtha, uh, where the, the water, the udde, in the water, you by bathing in the water, uh, matpada, which comes from my lotus feet, uh, and so they say, purify yourself by bathing, uh, uh, snana, taking a bath, and upasparshana, by touching, for purification. Now, uh, the uh, badari is a tree called jujubi. Now, the um, popular candy available, they call them jujubes, but they're named after the berries of the jujube tree. There is actually a jujube tree. Uh, you can look it up in Wikipedia if you want. Uh, let's see if I can do that for you. I had it here, I forgot. I looked it up. Here it is, yes, there's pictures of it. It's noted for its, it has these red berries, and it says it's primarily as a shade tree, but it also bears fruit. Good for a hermitage. You get out of the heat, the sun, it's shade, and then its berry is very uh, healthy. Uh, uh, and uh, they say here, has, when it is immature, it is smooth green with a consistent taste of an apple, maturing brown to purplish black and eventually wrinkled, looking like a small date. There's a single seed, like an olive pit in it. That's a jujube. It's extensively cultivated in all cases, was taken to Madagascar. Actually, Madagascar in India used to be attached, according to geologists, so... But anyway, that's the jujube, the real jujube. And Bhattarik Ashram is the place where there are these trees, the jujube trees, which give shade and berries. Uh, now this ashram is really important because in each of the nine varshas, there is a predominating form of Krishna that's worshipped by all the residents, and for uh, for 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 us, 
uh, in Bhardvarsha, this is the place. But each of the Varshas, the whole fifth candle takes us to truer through all of them and the prayers offered by everybody to the different forms of the Lord there. And uh, so Narnarayan Rishi is there. Prabhupada talks about a um, deity form of Narnarayan Rishi. But also, in the Bhagavatam, it's not just the deity, it's Narayan Rishi. Narayana, plus his Amsha called Nara. <laughs> this is Narayan. Anyway, so uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, so here, there's a... Uh, there is uh, a purport by um, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. He says, O Uddhava, and again he's voicing uh, Krishna, among all my associate Yadavas, you are my very form, since you are equal to me. Uh, I have said, and then he quotes himself, Srimad Bhagavatam 3, 4, 31. No davon vapiman you know yadgunaya nardita prabho. Uh, and so Vishnu Chakravarti's Thakur's translation, or at least Banuswami's translation, uh, Uddhava, this must be Banuswami's, Uddhava is not less than me because he is a master of Maya and not at all lacking in any spiritual quality, he should remain on this earth giving knowledge of me to the world. Hmm? That's why he's saying, uh, Prabhupada translates this a little differently because it's in the third canto. So. Uddhava is not inferior to me because he is never affected by the modes of material nature. That's one reading of this, uh, uh, the master of Maya. Uh, um, and then uh, um, therefore he may, may remain in this world in order to disseminate specific knowledge of the personality of Godhead giving knowledge of me to the world or, like that so now uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur continues with a very interesting purport. Thus, what I can accomplish myself can also be done by you. That's the purport. You know less than me in any of these things. Just as I sent you to Vraj, now I desire to send you to Badarikashram. Because remember, he sent to study the gopis and the separation for his education 
If I send you to Braj to do that, now I want to send you to Badarikashram. My Amshas, Nara and Narayana, and other great sages desire to see me. Previously, I have gone to Mithila on earth, Mithileshwara, Mithila on earth, to Sutala in the lower regions, uh, and Vaikuntha in the spiritual world. In, and stayed in those places because Shrutadev, Bahulashva, Bali, and the Lord of Vaikuntha wanted to see me. So you, all these visits are there in the Bhagavatam. They became satisfied by my presence and by my bestowal of knowledge. At this time, however, I cannot go to Badarikashram, that's myself, since my limit of 125 years for this avatar is over. (laughs) If you request that I give you instructions, as you are now saying, this is my instruction. In this way, Krishna thought in his mind. Then he said audibly to Uddhava, go to Badarikashram. Because of the meaning of your name, you will give a festival of joy to all people. Because Uddhava, uplifting, you know. But now I have made arrangements so that you will give a very special festival to people because I have empowered you with special knowledge about me. So that's the purport uh, from Vishnu Chakravarti uh, Thakur. Thinking the other time, I can't go, but why can't I go? Why didn't he go himself? Well, because his time's up. <laughs> He's following his schedule. Uh, uh, so he says, so this, uh, uh, yeah, then, uh, then I have also um, to show you a file. Uh, ah, darn. I think it is all set up. Uh, this Badri Gashram is a very special place. And uh, uh, I'll give you a few verses about it. Uh, in uh, the third canto, three four twenty-two, uh, there in Badarik Ashram, the personality of Godhead, in his incarnation as the sages Narana Narayana, has been undergoing great penance since time immemorial for the welfare of all amiable living entities. These are Prabhupada's translations, of course. And Prabhupada's purport says, Madhurik Ashram in the Himalayas, the abode of Narayana sages, is a great place of pilgrimage for the Hindus. Even up to the present, even up to the present, Hundreds and thousands of pious Hindus go to pay respects to the incarnation of God, Nara Narayana. So there's a, there's a temple there with the 
these deities of Narnarayan. It appears that even 5,000 years ago, this holy place was being visited by such holy beings as Uddhava, and even at that time the place was known to be very, very old. This particular pilgrimage site is very difficult to visit for ordinary men because of its difficult situation in the Himalayas, in a place which is covered by ice almost all year. So I don't know how the buttery tree, anyway, but anyway. A few months during the summer season, people can visit this place at great personal inconvenience. Otherwise, it's too hard to get there. And then he says, there are four dhams, or kingdom of God, which represent the planets of the spiritual sky, which consist of the Brahma Jyoti and the Vaikuntas. They are Badarikashram, Rameshwara, that's at the very lower end of India, Jagannath Puri, and Dwarka. So one at the north, one at the south, one at the east, one west. Faithful Hindus still visit all these holy places for perfection of spiritualization, following in the footsteps of devotees like Uddhava. And then Prabhupada says again, uh, uh, no, this is the verse, not, uh, this is uh, Bhagavatam 3.4.30, Uddhava was considered the best amongst all devotees of that time, and therefore he was directly instructed by the Lord's grace, so that people might take advantage of Uddhava's knowledge after the disappearance of the Lord from the vision of the world. This is one of the reasons why Uddhava was advised to go to Badarik Ashram, where the Lord is personally represented by the Narnarayana deity. One who is transcendentally advanced can gain direct inspiration from the temple deity, and thus a devotee of the Lord always takes shelter of a recognized temple of the Lord, in order to make tangible advancement in transcendental knowledge by the grace of the Lord. And then uh, he says again in a little a couple of verses later, Uddhava was certainly informed of the condition of life on other planets. And all the sages were anxious to know of them just as we are anxious to know about all the planets in space. That's why I have a temple of the Vedic Planetarium. Uddhava was particularly deputed to carry a message to Badarik Ashram, because he knew all this stuff, right? Not only to the sages of that place of pilgrimage, but also to the Narnarayan deities. Such a message must have been more confidential than the knowledge described in the pages of the Vedas. Because otherwise, everybody had access to them. Also, we find out that Badarik Ashram is a place where other people go to retire. When, like Dhruva Maharaj, when he f finished being a, uh, a king, uh, uh, he goes to Badarik Ashram. Uh, uh, and uh, he engages in uh, uh, Ashtanga Yoga and then meditates on the Lord. Uh, uh, 
the arch, arch of Vigraha there, and all this is done in uh, Bhadarik Ashram. Uh, also, Nabi, the father of Rishabhadev, when he was a king, he went uh, to Bhadarik Ashram. And again, Prabhupada mentions the place where Narayana deity is worshipped. And then in the fifth canto, there's a whole lot of it, uh, because in in uh, the in in uh, the Bhagavatam, in the fifth canto, we have uh, the uh, in in Jambudweep, where there's a salt ocean around. It's a center island. There are different varshas. There's nine varshas, and in each varsha. Uh, there is uh, a deity like um, uh, we, we Bardvarsha is the the lowest one. If you if you uh, uh, with the salt ocean around it, uh, then above Bardvarsha. Uh, uh, toward the center, it's a ring island. In the center, there's Mount Meru. Uh, and Mount Meru is surrounded by uh, these kind of like hair mountains. They're very tall, but they're like filaments. It's like a lotus, right? And there's a big, how, how a lotus flower, has, the, the seed pod in the middle is narrower at the bottom, wider at the top. That's like Mount Meru. And then there's filaments around it. These are these other uh, other mountains. And then uh, this is the center one with Me- with Meru. Brahma uh, has a has a place, a palace at the top of it. And the Ganga comes down uh, after going to the moon. It then falls upon the top of uh, of of uh, of the of this. Uh, uh, the mountain Mount Meru, and divides into four, and then f- f- goes through the different four sides of Jambudri. This is the story there, and so there in Ilavrita Varsha, the center one, uh, 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 Lord Shankarshan is worshipped by Lord Shiva, and he's leading all the residents there uh, in uh, in uh, prayer. Uh, and, and so the describes goes through in, in, in the uh, uh, chapter uh, eight. Uh, yeah, is it uh, eighteen of the fifth canto of what what is what what they're they're saying? So th- so each deity is there uh, uh, in the ne- the one. N- n- Beyond us, and they are separated by mountain ranges, very, very high. I mean, when you look at this, Prabhupada upset a lot of people when he said we didn't go to the moon. We haven't been there. We haven't even been to Earth. <laughs> this is this is like we are like limited. I I kind of think that somehow or other we have all got some kind of virtual reality goggles that lets us see some things and not see other things, or somehow or other, you know, I don't know. But anyway, there's some way that uh, our vision is not there. But but uh, 
the mount, there's a mountain range that separates us from the next one uh, beyond the Himalayas, you might say, which is Kimparusha Varsha, where Hanuman leads all the, the inhabitants there in worship of Ramachandra. And then above that, uh, there's Harivarsha, where the deities Nishringadev worship by Prahlad, and so on. Anyway, this is a very interesting stuff here. So, so Narnarayan is the deity in this one of these Vishnu Tattva deities for for all of Bhartvarsha. So that's why going there and leaving from there and uh, all these things are like. Uh, important like this and uh, then there are the rivers that come down go over the mountain ranges and and so on and so forth um, so in in their uh, there's the prayer that all the inhabitants of Bar- Varsha are being uh, uh, led in uh, Om Namo Bhagavate Upashamam Shilapo Ratanayaya Namo Kinshana Vittaya Rishirishabhaya Naranarayanaya Paramahamsa Paramagurave Atma Ramadipattaye Namo Namaha Iti <laughs> Iti is a good This is this They're all prose prayers uh, they're Upanishadic prayers, like the Upanishad, they're in prose, and so they've the, got the kind of Upanishadic prayers that they're that they're being uh, uh, offered here. Uh, and by the way, the other thing about Narayan, they were actually, it, it says in the seventh canto, seven eleven sixteen. Uh, it says, I'll just read the translation, Lord Narayana, along with his partial manifestation, Nara, the word is Amsha, his part, uh, Nara Narayan, appeared in the world, in this world, through the daughter of Daksha, Daksha Maharaj, known as Murti. He was begotten, this is Nara Narayan, he was begotten by Dharma Maharaj for the benefit of all living entities. Even now he is still engaged in executing great austerities near the place uh, uh, known as Badarikashrama. So not only are there deities there now that you can see, but actually Narnarayan are really there because they appeared in this way. And uh, in the tenth canto, I'll just read the summary of this encounter. Uh, Shugadev Goswami described an ancient encounter between Sri Narayana Rishi, and sometimes Narayana Rishi is Narayana, or sometimes it's Narayana together. I described an ancient encounter between Sri Narayana Rishi and Narada Muni at Badarik Ashrama. Traveling to that sacred hermitage, Narada found the Lord surrounded by exalted residents of the nearby village of Kalapa. So sometimes it's referred to as Kalapa. It's K-A-L-A-P-A with a middle A long, Kalapa long. After bowing down to Narayan Rishi and his associates, uh, 
Narada submitted this same question to him. So there was a question. In reply, Narayan Rishi related an account of how this very question had been discussed long ago among the great sages living on Janaloka. So you have to accept the cosmology because, you know, is there a Janaloka? I mean, you know, you you can't say, yeah, I like this part of the Bhagavatam and this I reject because you start pulling the strings out, it all comes apart. You have to deal with it. So this was this was uh, uh, another. Uh, this is like these nested conversations where people inquire. Who tells them somebody else inquired? So here among the sages on Janaloka, once these sages, feeling inquisitive about the nature of the absolute truth, chose Sanandana Kumar to speak on the subject. Sanandana told them how the numerous personified Vedas appearing as the first emanation from the breathing of Lord Narayana recited prayers for his glorification just before the creation. Sanandana then proceeded to recite these elaborate prayers. So this is the inquiry about the absolute truth, by the way, explain Brahman as but that's the prayers of the personified Vedas, which are... Uh, and uh, anyway, we've already, uh, in the, the fourth uh, uh, chapter of this canto, there's a whole uh, conversation, a whole episode between... Um, Lord Indra and Narnarayan Rishi there. And by the way, uh, I should mention that the verse we chant before we do Bhagavatam classes, Narayanam Namaskutya, Naram Shaiva Narottamam, Devim Sarasatim Vyasam, Tatojayam Udirayat, that's a prayer to Narnarayan. So you can't say they're obscure if you go to Bhagavatam classes, because that's that's who it is. Narayanam, the Muskatya, first offering unto Narayana, Naram Eva Narottamam, and to uh, Nara, who's the Nara Uttama, Superman. <laughs> And then to Saraswati Devi, the goddess of learning, and to Vyasadeva. That's what... Uh, so that's why Narnarayan Rishi is specifically associated with Bhagavatam, which is why I'm spending some time. <laughs> and in the, in the, in the 12th canto, coming soon, uh, Shukadev says to Prakshit, this is in the fourth chapter, 41 and 43, he says, Long ago, this essential anthology of the Puranas, that means the Bhagavatam, was spoken by the infallible Lord Narnarayan Rishi to Narada, who then repeated it to Krishna Dvaipayana Vyasa, Veda Vyasa. My dear Maharaj Prakshit, 
That great personality, Srila Vyasadeva, taught me the same scripture, Srimad Bhagavatam, which is equal in stature to the four Vedas. Vedas. The best of the Kurus, the same Sutta Goswami, who is sitting before us, will speak this Bhagavatam to the sages assembled in the great sacrifice at Naimisharanya. This he will do when questioned by the members of the assembly headed by Shonaka. <laughs> so, so this is the parampara of Srimad Bhagavatam itself. Uh, uh, from Lord Narayanarishi, who had already heard from, guess who? Uddhava. <laughs> so this is <clears throat> so there's this very close connection between Narada and Narayana Rishi in this way, because Narayana Narada's Ishta Devata, and then uh, uh, in the eleventh canto, second chapter, uh, Prabhupada, uh, uh, rather they quote. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Jiva Goswami uh, saying the word Narayana in this verse refers to the incarnation of Godhead Narayana Rishi who acted as Narada's spiritual master in this Dharma. So this is the, he is the presiding deity of uh, of uh, Of this, of of Bart Varsha. Anyway, that's a little bit about uh, this. Uh, this. There's more, but that's where we are. That's why this is uh, uh, important. I don't think we have time to go on to the. The uh, next text. Well, maybe we do. Do we? No? We have to stop now. So we only got up to 42. We're there. We're going to find the Alakananda, uh, Alakananda River. Alakananda River, known locally as the Ganges, uh, which flows through uh, Bart Varsha and the other Varshas on the south side of Okay. Um, the jujube tree. Remember that? That's what's there. Um, I don't know if they're, anybody, they're still there, but check it out. Okay, any questions or comments? You can... Shraddha can give you instructions. If you're on the phone, you can push star six to unmute yourself and ask a question. And if you're on Mayapur TV, you can type a question into the chat box on Mayapur TV. Or you can go to Reverend Subaru's website, which is rsdasa.com. And there's a chat box in the lower right-hand corner of the website.
I try to improve we made the comment that the jujube is the, I don't know if you pronounce it, B-A-E-R, bear fruit, that is quite common in Vrindavan. Hmm. Uh, Baka Victor, he wrote, um, says, why did Srila Prabhupada write so many books? Isn't chanting the Maha Mantra enough for self-realization? Yeah, if you can chant it purely. But the book is ecstatic, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's in itself uh, to let us know uh, just a fraction of the, uh, the glories of the Lord. So, uh, uh, so if all you have is the Maha Mantra, th that may be enough if you do it right, but uh, it really helps your chanting uh, to, to uh, uh, study the Srimad uh, Bhagavatam uh, and hear about, basically, Bhagavat, you can view Bhagavatam as the purport of the Maha Mantra. And, uh, and so uh, uh, those people who are very eager uh, to understand just how great God is, then you can find all about the Lord. And when you study the creation in this way, you're seeing the universe as it is seen by Krishna. In, the absolute truth is defined in the Upanishads is that which being known all other things become known so Krishna and Krishna's energies we had the philosophy there chincha beda beda tattva you can't think of them as one but you can't think of them as separate when Krishna becomes known his energies become known uh, you can't separate Krishna from his energies. And one of these energies creates the whole material world. But to see that in relationship to Krishna, you go to Krishna and then through Krishna you go back to see the world. It's a different world than the world of illusion. Uh, and so that's also part of the glories of Krishna. So that's why uh, it's a compendium of ev everything that there is. And, and and the other thing about chanting and chanting purely is, is that uh, when you can chant purely by following the regular principles of Krishna consciousness, then uh, uh, you're able to have knowledge. You can't separate, you know, what we would regard as moral principles from cognitive principles. Uh, it's it's not like a material science. We can do all kinds of nasty things and still figure something out to make somebody money. But for us, these are these regular principles are principles of knowledge also. And so that gradually you start you see everything, and you learn about it in the Bhagavatam and in the Bhagavad Gita uh, too. Prabhupada writes, people have asked, he, he, in the introduction to his Indian edition, he says, people wonder why I spend so much time writing all this. 
because the book is long anyway, and then you have commentaries. Why go to such trouble? And he said, because the Lord is to be glorified always and everywhere. And this Bhagavatam is very small sample just to know a little bit about the glories of the Lord. Uh, So that's why we do it. Otherwise, I mean, the presses are going day and night. So many books are coming out all the time just to tell a little bit of news about, you know. I mean, you take any... If you've ever done academic research, you take one little tiny postage stamp of knowledge and try to learn everything that's been written about it, you find out there's a huge amount. Just that, you know. But what about God? <laughs> and besides, you know, that's, you'll learn about everything else in relationships, so you'll see it as it really is. Ratnabhushana asks, he says, uh, thank you for the intriguing class. We often hear the associates of the Lord and great acharyas express their ambition for tasting the sweetness of Krishna's name, form, qualities, and so forth. I've always had a hard time reconciling that with the idea of pure devotional service, wherein one doesn't try to enjoy Krishna, but rather contributes to his transcendental bliss and happiness. So how are we to understand statements like that made by Sriman Uddhava wherein he expresses his affection for tasting the sweetness of Krishna's attributes? Uh, th- that spiritual bliss is different from the pleasures of sense gratification. When there's sense gratification, you puff up and you think, I am the enjoyer and I am the controller. Uh, when and, and sense gratification is the path of pride. I am the enjoyer. I am the controller. That's a God project. Uh, when one advances in Krishna consciousness, uh, you get smaller and smaller. It's the path. It's, it's the path of humility. And the 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 pleasures, the 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 bliss that comes from spiritual realization is of an it's bliss it's addictive like bliss but it's of an entirely different quality and the only way I can ever say that we get to know about it is by doing it you know it's like a taste or an experience you just have to taste it for yourself and so but the, the, but the bliss is for, because the happiness comes from seeing, as Prabhupada writes it, a devotee has no other way of experiencing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in all respects. It is giving uh, pleasure to Krishna. And then when you see that Krishna is happy, then you automatically become happy. But then you want to give more to him and you don't want to be uh, distracted by your own happiness, and it's, it's, so it's 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 a qualitatively a quite different experience from material enjoyment, and that's why it always increases. <laughs> uh, 
That's not sense gratification. It's sense gratification when you don't know how to find happiness and you try it. You try sense gratification and you find out that isn't what I, quite what I wanted. That didn't really quite do it. Now I've enjoyed myself and I have to go back to my life, you know. I have to get back in the car and leave Las Vegas. I have to, <laughs> whatever. Rodney says, thank you, that clarifies it. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. So then, uh, I'm sorry, I was planning to get a little further, but anyway, we go back to, uh, we're going to be in the middle of that block at uh, text uh, 42. Uh, and we'll learn a bit about what's it like to wear clothes made of bark, <laughs> bark cloth. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai.